Jamie Monroy and I preview one of the biggest game releases of 2020 and determine whether or not this game can live up to some lofty expectations from gamers in our latest game source profile of Cyberpunk 2077. another game source profile it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from game source pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and the lakers fast break we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can give our channels a five-star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do whatever you can to support us here at game source pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and lakers fast break we truly appreciate it. I'll tell you what, it's coming out this week. It's the biggest release of the year? We think so. At least one of them anyways, as Cyberpunk 2077 drops this week. The open world phenomenon, as people are calling it. It's filled with a lot of things, a lot of action, a lot of intrigue, possibly even more things from what I'm seeing in the reviews. And here today to talk about everything going on with it as we profile the latest hit game to come out is my good friend indeed. You got to catch him on Twitch as Degenerate2018. No, not Degenerate Citrus. Squeeze that orange somewhere else. But it is Mr. Jamie Monroy, one of the long founding members of Game Source himself. My friend, it's good to have you back on the program. Always great to have you part of the Pop Culture Gospels as well. I'm glad to finally be back. You know, you said about that citrus thing. I think we're going to need to, you know, squeeze that. Probably just squash that right out of there. I will tell you this, my friend. This game source profile, we're going to break down the hottest game of the year, we think, anyways. Cyberpunk 2077. It is coming out this week to video game consoles everywhere. It is highly anticipated. It's from CD Projekt Red, whose resume pretty much starts and begins, even though they did stuff beforehand, mainly dealing with The Witcher, but it starts and stops with The Witcher 3, and that game that has exploded at the time, and has since then has had the long-lasting appreciation, would be the best way to say it, because you have so many people mm -hmm. that have admired what The Witcher 3 was all about, and the great adventure, and the added-on campaigns and quests that were added on to it, just the sheer amount of love for it. I want to hear your thoughts on your time that you spent with The Witcher 3 and what similarities you're looking forward to when it comes to Cyberpunk 2077. Hmm. Similarities. Similarities. I'm not hoping for any similarities, to be totally honest. Well, I mean, as far as the adventurous aspect of it, I mean, the exploration, because those I are some like of the great the qualities. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I see you on that aspect of it but i i honestly i want it to be its own its own identity why well, i always have what was this back oh gosh Gerald. i'm probably gonna date us both but it, no i'm just kidding what are we looking back at 2013 are i off on that 
uh, about thereabouts, yeah. So, you know, we're excited. Whoa, Witcher 3, we got all the... Oh, wait, what's this? What? Cyberpunk news, wait, what? Here we are, seven years later. I, I'm going to say, usually the biggest game of the year, I'm going to say this is going should go down as the biggest game of the decade for as long as it's taken to get to Arrival Day. I don't know about that, because GTA 6 will probably rock the socks off of anything else that comes out. I know that's on the horizon already. They're already dropping hints in the latest True. iteration of Grand Theft Online. But Cyberpunk 2077, it is garnering some mostly favorable reviews, some of which are really just out there as far as the praise is concerned. I know there's a lot of things that you want to go ahead and do and explore. And obviously the, the addition of Keanu Reeves as a major NPC character within the framework that helps and guides you through this main quest that you have in there. I think that's also something that's going to bring a great allure to the game as well. You feel like that might have been a throwback or throw in to Death Stranding? Did you think they saw Norman and went, oh, we need to do something like that? Or was it already planned? I think it was already planned to bring some type of character in there that would go ahead and and create this type of, of interest. I mean, having Keanu Reeves is going to be not necessarily for the gamer, but for the casual individual out there that's going to say, hey, that's the Keanu Reeves game. Hey, that's the game with Keanu Reeves. I got to get that. Hey, that's hey, the wait, game. John Wick's in the game. Yeah, John Wick's in the game yeah. or, or the dude from the Matrix. So he's in there. Neo's in there. Everybody's going to be saying that, and I know that's going to be talked about quite a bit, but for us gamers out there, we're looking at, as far as the pedigree standpoint, from CD Projekt Red, and you're looking at it from the standpoint of, hey, they just came off of one of the most successful games of the previous decade in The Witcher 3. This is not, I guess, a spiritual sequel, as it were. I mean, I'm assuming at some point in time they'll go back to The Witcher 4 because The Witcher 3 was such a big success. But this is the next game that came out from the studio. I'm expecting this type of open-world RPG to go ahead and be that level of dominance because the bar has been set so high by CD Projekt Red. That's true. I mean, the groundwork, they laid their own groundwork ahead of them and said... Okay, we we did this benchmark. Now we need to hurdle it and basically stick the landing hard. Mm. And I, I believe they're going to do that. Would it have taken this long if they weren't? I don't think so. It, it, they're definitely going to nail it as... What was it? There was something that I believe it was one of the developers had said. He had said something about that it would be the biggest game for them. Not, not as a whole, but for them, a crowning achievement for this generation. Well, that's until the next game comes out. Then there, it's going to be harder for them to go ahead and say that because whatever Witcher 4 or Cyberpunk 2078 or whatever they're going to be doing in the near future or even in the distant future, because they're obviously going to support this very heavily over the next two, three years. But whatever they decide to do as far as a game going forward, that's going to be something that's going to be the crowning achievement then, and then another crowning achievement. So I don't like to see them mince words like that because again, right now for them, this is their largest project ever, but I see down the line where there's going to be more people interested in what Cyberpunk 2077 has to offer down the road. Now, do you think 
I've, I've heard some scuttlebutt. But do you think that there may be an addition or some sort of multiplayer aspect to maybe draw in a crowd that wouldn't normally want to delve a hundred plus hours into an RPG open world game? Well, they see the success of GTA 5, first off, and the success therein of GTA Online, which in itself has come, uh, you know, since it was added on later on after GTA 5's re uh, release, that didn't come out initially. GTA Online came out some months later, and in doing so has built its own community, has built its own world, its own add-ons, and has become an incredible experience in and of itself. So I would not say that would be out of the realm of possibility for CD Projekt Red to go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to emulate that. We've got this first person shooter with an open world aspect of it, but it only can take us so far. Why don't we take it a step further with a fully fleshed out, detailed multiplayer experience that can go ahead and rival what it does right now or in the game that's coming out this week with Cyberpunk 2077 and its campaign. So I foresee that the multiplayer aspect probably will come out at some point in time. I think it's this time they're going to have to go ahead and delve into it. They just can't leave it alone like they did with The Witcher 3 and just even, even though with Witcher 3 you had these great elements that they added on later, but their story elements, which is great because that's what people were expecting, and they, you can get that in those type of games because they're so similar and they emulate styles of Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls series where you don't necessarily have to have a 1v1 or a multiplayer type format. But I see with something like Cyberpunk, multiplayer might become more of a necessity going forward. Agreed, agreed. Let's say that's the case. So, you know, we go, they go ahead with that. Do you think that it is a good idea to follow in the same kind of footsteps as Grand Theft Auto Online as maybe somebody else should have? See well, if you know where I'm going with that. Well, this game, Fallout. yeah, well, Fallout 76 was just a disaster in both its campaign and also the way it structured its multiplayer. So that was just a disaster. And they've tried to go ahead and build upon it, build upon it where it's passable. But everybody has since moved on. That's, that's the danger when you go ahead and... You have a failure right off the bat. First impressions with gamers are, a lot of them anyways, are the main important thing. I mean, all these games that have failed in recent years, and that would include Mass Effect Andromeda, Fallout 76, this next game that was made by Bioware, and continue on and on and on. The, all these games that have failed, you know, they've gone back and they've tried to fix it and make it better. No Man's Sky for instance. Uh, you know, there's so many of these games yeah. that they've tried to make better and better experiences and they are, in the, for the most part, two, three years later. But only no, no Man's Sky has retained any semblance of the interest of capturing any type of attention. All these other games have failed to go ahead and reconnect with audiences simply because of the fact that, hey, you didn't have it right the first time. We're moving on to something else. Right. And you think that falls back on a lot of what we used to talk to of, you know, you used to be able to get games ready, good no major issues, full, you know, everything in the game, out the box when you bought it. Now, you know, that's not the case anymore. And I think that has a lot to do with it, to where they're going back and going, well, yeah, you know, see guys, we cut all this stuff stayed on the floor. We cut all these corners to get the game out. Now we gotta kinda put back the stuff we, we, we broke. 
so that they get what they actually were supposed to get. But it's like you said, it's two, three years later. They've moved on two, three months later. They're done. Yeah. Especially like now. It's not like before where we had, you know, the local guy at GameStop, which is probably us. But, and, you know, the magazines, you know, things like that. We got lucky. When we were younger, we didn't have all that. By the time we found out that a game was crap, we've already rented it from Blockbuster, played it three or four weekends. And then, oh, there's Nintendo Power in the mail. Oh, hey, so that game did suck. Yeah, I thought so. Now, you it takes 30 seconds less than that. You have how many streamers that are online playing these games going, well, this is broke, that's broke, this sucks, that sucks. You have digital media outlets, podcasts, us. So many different outlets now that within seconds to minutes of games launching can rip them to shreds and everyone knows about it. And that wasn't the case before. You had to figure it out. And I, I think that might have a lot to do with the reasoning behind them. Just, eh, we'll just throw it out there. Whereas before they were like, man, we got to give them everything and make sure it's because this is the only chance we've got. And that's going to be a shame because as you and I both know, if it does go awry, that's a really large production that this game has had where you have one of the most expensive games that are out there. That's part of the reason why that they want to go ahead and, and put everything as far as in their favor, put all the odds in their favor by bringing in and spending the extra money to get Keanu Reeves in as an NPC by going ahead and maybe tantalizing you out there with a multiplayer experience down the road by also going ahead and you know delaying it on not only two but three but I think four occasions that they delayed Cyberpunk 2077 to right now this week where it's finally coming out because of the fact that they've spent so much money on it and there's so much writing on this game I mean if this game does not hit the parameters that they need to hit if it does not become that transcendent game that's going to be played for years like Witcher 3 like GTA 5 then you really got a problem on your hands because of the fact that there's not going to be enough people that are tuning in to play, tuning in to watch, and wanting to become a part of the Cyberpunk 2077 experience. Agreed. Agreed. Now, you know, I understand a couple of the authorities that the story can be pretty much gone through if you don't veer off here and there. Just stick to straight, hard-nosed story in about 20 hours when realistically we're told hundreds plus of hours of play which is now there is one of the devs that have played for like 170 some hours in the story and still hasn't beaten it but the numbers 20 hours if i just want to run straight through story and don't mess around so am i really getting 130 more hours between side quests and just roaming around the city? Well, let's let's go ahead and, and mirror it to something that they want to go ahead and try and emulate is from a success standpoint, and that is Grand Theft Auto V. I mean, Grand Theft Auto V, its main mission is, what, 20 to 40 hours itself rated around there? Roughly. Yeah, roughly. So you have that, but then you also have the tons and tons of things that you do within the confines of the campaign itself whether it's stuff that you want to do to show off to people on streaming that you're still doing to this day, all the crazy things that you're doing and, and scenarios you're setting up, 
whether it's mods that have been added in there that you want to go ahead and utilize because that's something that's very popular among streamers that are out there. I mean, that built a life on its own, not including anything from GTA Online. That's created hours upon hours as far as just daily activities within the confines of GTA 5. So that's the biggest win scenario for Cyberpunk 2077 if it should reach that height is that, okay, I finished the main mission, but there's so much more to do, so much more havoc I can create, so much more interest I can generate for my online fans out there or for just myself and my own amusement. That's the thing. The world around it is the key. Everything that you do within the city itself is the key to, to success, whether it's on the campaign strictly or not. Couldn't agree with you more. And that's supposed to be the meat and potatoes of everything is, you know, you could do the certain choices you make, things you do, all affects different outcomes. You'll never get the same outcome, supposedly. You never get the same outcome as me and I could be playing from day one to start same exact time and may not get the same exact story go through at all. And then there's a chance that, you know, how many different multiple endings are there? Who knows yet? Nobody. We don't know. Yeah. Fully, we have no idea. And it's like, that's where I think the depth comes. Okay, yeah, maybe I can breeze through the story in 20 hours. Okay. But did I really see everything I wanted to? And did I really do everything I wanted to? No. And when I do that, that's where you start getting into the, the really in-depth hours of everything, like you were talking about. Yeah. I agree with you there, my friend. Once again, I have on Mr. Jamie Monroy. He is Degenerate 2018. You got to go ahead and catch him at Degenerate 2018 on Twitch, wherever you can go ahead and catch him. All his action that's there from the various games that he plays. And you know he's going to be playing Cyberpunk 2077 here shortly as soon as he gets his hands on it. But one last question before we head on out, my friend. If you're a betting man, and we're here in Las Vegas, so I don't know if you are a betting man, but maybe materialistically wise or maybe just imaginary wise you're a betting man i want to ask you this the game has come out with some critics out they're saying it's pretty good some saying it's okay a lot of them are saying that there's a lot of bugs that need to be tackled and that's something that i want to go ahead and, and warn and emphasize people out there there's a lot of bugs there's some day one patches that are about the size of other games to give you an example of what's going on there so that you'll be looking forward to when you go ahead and download it. Even with all the bugs and all the quirks and all the things that are aside on it and all the, the praise and the, I guess, uh, the malaise in some cases that has gone over in regards to the critical reception of it. What are your betting odds as far as would you place money here in Vegas on Cyberpunk 2077 being a success? Or do you think it will not end up meeting all those expectations that it's had over the past few years from gamers. Okay. Let me take this in a little bit of some sections. First off, you did talk about I I, I did a little, some homework too and everything, and I've seen some things. I sound like one of those guys. I've seen some things, man. Uh -huh. It's an open world RPG, but so you know it's going to have bugs. Right. There's already been visual benign bugs. Cars stuck within each other glitchy things like that now also this is coming from early reporting which is before they've also had a chance to throw in that day one patch and everything like that so uh, which that patch like you say you know 
<laughs> Call of Duty says. Yes. Um, obviously, the, if that's the day one patch, they're paying attention. That should scream that to people right there, that they're paying attention. If I saw a day one patch that went like that, knowing going into it that I have cars that are stuck together, things like that, that's not a good thing. So it doesn't, it does bother me that the patch is that big because I have to download it. But at the same time, I look at the other side of it that if it's that big, it's got to be doing something to, to better it. It's not just a little polish. Now, oh, you asked... The uh, tough question. I asked the yeah. tough question. Do you think it's going to be hit? Or do you think it's not going to meet up to those lofty expectations? Because these expectations on this game, very rarely has there been expectations on a game like this one. And I think they put a lot of that on themselves. The delays added to that. And their backs are definitely against a proverbial wall. They didn't do themselves any favors moving this date from September to December this last time. Reason being, December oh, no, they 10th. moved. They removed it to oh, November. It was supposed to be November, that's right. Then it and moved then again. It, that's, that's where the fourth one came in. That's right. Reason being, I think November, you had your target date. If, if, uh, this is a rough economy and rough situation right now with the world we're in right now. It's not the same typical times of holidays where you know everybody's out doing this. It's not. It's really not the same. Now, that being said, I think they would have had a better chance in November. Even still. Being December 10th, you give yourself to the day, two weeks, to coop holiday sales. Even if this wasn't the economy that we sit in, it's not doing them any favors. Did I take the bet and say that I hope and I think they're going to be successful, but it's not the success they're hoping for by the end of this year. This is going to be more of a rolling into January, February kind of feel. But obviously I took that bet because I paid to get the game. So any of anybody out here, any of us that paid to get that game took that bet. If anybody believed it was going to live up to that same hype back in November, they don't have anything to worry about as far as the hype part goes. It's going to, I have a feeling it's going to live up to that. But sales-wise, no. They shot themselves in the foot. Once again, I have Jamie Monroy from Game Source and Pop Culture Cosmos. You got to check out what he's doing today at Degenerate 2018. But before we head on out, my friend, you've got a Twitch channel. You got to go ahead and tell everybody why they got to go ahead and watch you on Twitch and whatever else you're doing on social media as well. Wow. Why do you watch me on Twitch? Because you want a good laugh. Um, <laughs> I To watch me fail, that's why I do it. I, if I was really good at games, I wouldn't be on Twitch playing them. I'd be somewhere else getting a big fat paycheck and not having to worry about the red tape of Twitch <laughs> play having me do it. So I'm definitely not on there because I'm a world champ at anything. If anything, I'm just a world champ of having fun. And that's what it's all about. I just build small community people. I want to make it large. If it doesn't, it does. If it does, great. We all just kind of help each other. Small streamers. I've taken on much of the Papa role like Gerald did back when he brought me into Game Source and said, young Padawan. This is the way. And much like that, I took it on Mando's stance 
And so I take some of these younger kids that don't understand other than the flash and hype they see on their Twitch screens and kind of bring them down to reality and help them out with like, hey, don't get caught up in that. The hype, everything else. Run your channel clean or do these, play the, you know, don't follow the norm. A lot of things with that out there is they want to all follow those big numbers, you know. Oh, but they have a hundred thousand followers and they're streaming. Yeah, you know the la- the latest game out there. Well, that that's exactly why you're not going to get those numbers is because you're going to stream the same game they are, and they already have those numbers. Stream something different. Be original. That's all I can say. Be yourself. Do what you want. Play what you want. Don't let anybody dictate what you do because if everybody doesn't like what they don't see, they're going to go watch something else anyway. And a lot of times, people like what they see. And I hope they like what I do. And I, uh, lately, I, I, I think you just saw, I did a test for Luna. Pretty sure everybody out there is familiar with what that is and where that's going right now. Yeah, tested that out to see how that was going to play nicely with Twitch. It plays very well. It should. They're one and the same, practically. But it, it played very well. I did a little Contra. I checked out some Castlevania. You know me, I love the classics. Very smooth low latency so i'm probably going to be streaming some stuff from there when i get a minute i'm obviously going to get stuck in cyberpunk for a little bit it's nothing against them at all i think they're just situations and time windows got away from people and i think this last move from november to here just didn't isn't going to do them any favors awesome and anybody else that wants to get a hold of you on social media where do they go Actually, there is Twitch Degenerate 2018 on Facebook. It does exist. I am hopefully going to be talking to Gerald and see about streaming over there. You're always welcome. I'm hiding the fact that I was trying to mask the fact that this man over here gave me the avenue to voice my opinion years ago. And so everybody could turn around and go, why in the hell did this guy let this kid talk so much? And then everybody figured out, oh, so he has someone else to yell at Nick with. Got it. So (laughs) I can't stay away. It's in my blood. He put it there and it will forever stay there. And much like the Mandalorian says, this is the way, this is the way. And so as much as possible and a lot more than lately, I am back here for Game Source and will be rising the Phoenix from the ashes. Sounds good to me, my friend. Once again, that's Degenerate 2018. You can catch him today on Twitch and also Facebook. And hopefully you'll be seeing him more often on the Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source as well. I do feel I need to hang out in the Cosmos more. I'll tell you what, my friend. I'm looking forward to it, as I know you are, for Cyberpunk 2077. Will it meet up to the very lofty expectations that CD Projekt Red and also the entire world has for it? We'll wait and see. But it is going to be a very interesting ride. As Cyberpunk 2077 hits, we'll all be invested in taking some time into this world. And will Keanu Reeves be helping you out through your entire missions? We'll wait and see. It's been great talking to you on this latest Game Source profile. And I look to preview more upcoming games right here at Game Source and, of course, at the Pop Culture Cosmos.